0: T'was a long time ago, longer now than it seems, in a place that perhaps you've seen in your dreams. For the story that you are about to be told began in the holiday worlds of old. I know you're curious to see what's inside. It's what happens when two holidays collide. Welcome, my friends, to our Christmas delight come witness a ghostly, glorious sight. It's time for our holiday tale to begin. There's no turning back now. Please come all the way in. Our holiday tale is a tale that's quite charming, but during this season, it's sometimes alarming. So relax and reflect, feel free to take pause while we tell you a tale about dear Sandy Claus, It was late one fall in Halloweenland, and the air had quite a chill. Against the moon, a skeleton sat, alone upon a hill. He was tall and thin with a bat bow tie. Jack Skellington was his name. He was tired and bored in Halloweenland. Everything was always the same. I'm sick of the scaring, the terror, the fright. I'm tired of being something that goes bump in the night. I'm bored with leering my horrible glances, and my feet hurt from dancing those skeleton dances. I don't like graveyards, and I need something new. There must be more to life than just yelling, boo. Then from out of a grave, with a curl and a twist, came a whimpering, whining, spectral mist. It was a little ghost dog with a faint little bark and a jack-o'-lantern nose that glowed in the dark. It was Jack's dog Zero, the best friend that he had, but Jack hardly noticed, which made Zero sad. All of the night and through the next day, Jack wandered and walked. He was filled with dismay. Then, deep in the forest, just before night, Jack came upon an amazing sight. Not 20 feet from the spot where he stood were three massive doorways carved out of wood. He stood before them, completely in awe, his gaze transfixed by one special door. Entranced and excited with a slight sense of worry, Jack opened the door to a white, windy flurry. Jack didn't know it, but he'd fallen down in the middle of a place called Christmastown. Immersed in the light, Jack was no longer haunted. He had finally found the feeling he wanted. And so that his friends wouldn't think him a liar, he took the present-filled stockings that hung by the fire. He took candy and toys that were stacked on the shelves and a picture of Santa with all of his elves. He took lights and ornaments and the star from the tree. And from the Christmas town sign, he took the big letter C. He picked up everything that sparkled or glow. He even picked up a handful of snow. He grabbed it all and without being seen, he took it back to old Halloween. Back in Halloween, a group of Jack's peers stared in amazement at his Christmas souvenirs. For this wondrous vision, none were prepared. Most were excited, though. A few were quite scared. For the next few days, while it lightning and thundered, Jack sat alone and obsessively wondered. Why is it they get to spread laughter and cheer while we stalk the graveyard, spreading panic and fear? Well, I could be Santa, and I could spread cheer. Why does he get to do it each and every year? Outraged by injustice, Jack thought, and he thought. Then he got an idea. Yes, yes, why not? In Christmastown, Santa was making some toys, when through the den he heard a soft noise. He answered the door, and to his surprise, he saw weird little creatures in strange disguise. They were altogether ugly and rather petite, as they opened their sacks and they yelled, Trick or treat! Then a confused Santa was shoved into a sack and taken to Halloween to see mastermind Jack. In Halloween, everyone gathered once more, for they'd never seen a Santa before. And as they cautiously gazed at the strange old man, Jack related to Santa his masterful plan. My dear Mr. Claus, I think it's a crime that you've got to be Santa all of the time. But now we'll give presents, and I will spread cheer. We're changing places. I'm Santa this year. It is I who will say Merry Christmas to you. So you may lie in my coffin, creak doors, and yell boo. And please, Mr. Claus, don't think ill of my plan, for I'll do the best Santa Claus job that I can. Jack sent Santa away with Halloween's best trick-or-treaters, lock, shock, and barrel, Didn't Jack Minds care? Instead, they schemed with that dastardly creature and took Santa to Oogie Boogie's lair. Well, 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 what have we here, Oogie Boogie did say. Sandy Claus, huh? I'm not scared of you, no way. You're the one that everyone's been talking about. You can't be the right guy. You're ancient. You're ugly. I don't know which is worse. I might just split a seam if I don't die laughing first. Santa was worried about this burlap sack man. He asked with concern what Oogie had planned. And Mr. Boogie replied, I'm going to do the best I can. Jack and his friends thought they'd do a good job. Their idea of Christmas was still quite macabre. Sally, Jack's friend, knew this wasn't quite right she saw a vision of Jack's Christmas night it wasn't filled with happiness joy or light instead it was darkness dismay and some fright Sally she worked with an old witch's brew and cooked up a potion or two she mixed them together in her tightly clenched fist and released out the vapor of a thick blinding mist They were packed up and ready on Christmas Eve day when Jack hitched his reindeer to his slick coffin sleigh. But on Christmas Eve, as they were about to begin, a Halloween fog slowly rolled in. Jack said, we can't leave. This fog's just too thick. There will be no Christmas, and I can't be Saint Nick. Then a small glowing light pierced through the fog. What could it be? It was Zero, Jack's dog. Jack said, Zero, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? And to be so needed was Zero's great dream. So he joyously flew to the head of the team. And as the coffin sleigh started its ghostly flight, Jack cackled, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Twas the nightmare before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was peaceful, not even a mouse. The stockings all hung by the chimney with care, when opened that morning, would cause such a scare. The children, all nestled so snug in their beds, would have nightmares and monsters and skeleton heads. The moon that hung over the new fallen snow Cast an eerie pale over the city below, and Santa Claus's laughter now sounded like groans, and the jingling bells like chattering bones, and what to their wandering eyes should appear, but a coffin sleigh with tiny skeleton reindeer, and a skeletal driver so ugly and sick, they knew in a moment this can't be Saint Nick. From house to house, with a true sense of joy, Jack happily issued each present and toy. From rooftop to rooftop, he jumped and he skipped, leaving the presents that seemed to be straight from a crypt. Unaware that the world was in panic and fear, Jack merrily spread his own brand of cheer. He visited the house of Susie and Dave. They got a Gumby and Pokey, straight from the grave. Then on to the home of little Jan Neiman. She got a baby doll possessed by a demon, a monstrous train with tentacle tracks, a ghoulish puppet wielding an axe, a man-eating plant disguised as a wreath, and a vampire teddy bear with very sharp teeth. There were screams of terror, but Jack didn't hear it. He was much too involved with his own Christmas spirit. Jack finally looked down from his dark starry frights and saw the commotion, the noise, and the lights. Why, they're celebrating. It looks like such fun. They're thanking me for the good job that I've done. But what he thought were fireworks meant as goodwill were bullets and missiles intended to kill. Then amidst the barrage of artillery fire, Jack urged Zero to go higher and higher, and away they all flew like the storm of a thistle until they were hit by a well-guided missile. And as they fell on the cemetery, way out of sight, was heard, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Jack pulled himself up on a large stone cross, and from there he reviewed his incredible loss I thought I could be Santa. I had such belief. Jack was confused and filled with great grief. Not knowing where to turn, he looked toward the sky. Then he slumped on the grave and he started to cry. And as Zero and Jack lay crumpled on the ground, they suddenly heard a familiar sound. My dear Jack, said Santa, I applaud your intent. I know wreaking such havoc was not what you meant, and so you are sad and quite feeling blue. But taking over Christmas was the wrong thing to do. I hope you realize Halloween's the right place for you. There's a lot more, Jack, that I'd like to say, but now I must hurry, for it's almost Christmas day. Then he jumped in his sleigh, and with a wink of an eye, he said Merry Christmas, and he bid them goodbye. Back home, Jack was sad, but then, like a dream, Santa brought Christmas to the land of Halloween. And finally, everything worked out just fine. Christmas was saved, though there wasn't much time. But after that night, things were never the same. Each holiday now knew each other one's name. And though that one Christmas, things got out of hand, I'm still rather fond of that skeleton man So many years later, I thought I'd drop in and there was old Jack still looking quite thin with four or five skeleton children at hand, playing strange little tunes in their xylophone band. And I asked old Jack, do you remember that night when the sky was so dark and the moon shone so bright when a million small children pretending to sleep nearly didn't have Christmas at all, so to speak? And would, if you could, turn that mighty clock back to that long, fateful night. Now think carefully, Jack. Would you do the whole thing all over again, knowing what you know now, knowing what you knew then? And he smiled like the old Pumpkin King that I knew. Then he turned, and he asked softly of me. Wouldn't you?